Coaching Strangers podcast with your host, expert life coach, Stephanie J. Marshall. So this was kind of a weird one. Long story short, I found myself on the phone with someone who, number one, didn't know it was going to be on a podcast. Number two, didn't know it was going to be a coaching call. And number three, a self-admitted stubborn New Yorker. My reaction was to think, challenge accepted. And my goal was to get him to think differently about something that would help him down the line. And I think we nailed it in one place or two. And after you listen to the call, I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you what I wish I had done differently, though, because there are a few things that really struck me afterwards. I should let you know, by the way, that uh, this was taped in the first week of lockdown. So when we're talking about the world being uh, dramatic, we didn't even know what was coming down the pipe. See, it sounds a little naive now. And also, um, there's one or two places where I did have to cut the audio extra because he refers to himself in the third person and I didn't want his name to be on this. So if you hear, hear a weird jump, it might just be about that, okay? We'll talk after. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Good. This meeting is being recorded, huh? Absolutely, because it's going to be on the podcast. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Oh, you didn't catch sure that? You just... I caught some of that. I wasn't quite sure, but that's cool. That's cool. How are you doing today? I am. I'm pretty well. Hi. Just so you know, the basic idea is it's casually coaching strangers. So is there something specific, though, that you would like to get into today? Uh, no, not not really. I mean, I, I figured, you know, I kind of was like, again, you know, just trying to feel out kind of what, what it's about. So uh, I'll let you roll with whatever and I'll try to see where it goes, you know, I mean... Well, we get to. I know you don't know me at all, so I don't. You know, well, let's just start this way. If there's one thing that you could change about your life right now, what would it be? No, that's that's an interesting question. If there's one (laughs) thing I could change about my life right now, I mean, hmm, I wasn't prepared for this, Stephanie. I'll be honest. You know, um, my life's pretty good right now. Amazing. It's hard for me to say that. Um, and, and I'm a little bit you know, of a, a skeptic on the whole changing your life kind of thing, because I kind of feel like <clears throat> had I not had to deal with all the, you know, the obstacles that I've dealt with so far, and I'm not saying that I've had more than anyone else, but uh, I don't feel like I'd be where I'm at right now. So mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd want to like uh, necessarily change something. I mean, obviously, there's some things that I would like to change, but nothing really on the, the more like kind of larger than sort of a scale, I guess, or, you know. I think obstacles are, are a part of changing your life. You just said you've gotten over a whole lot of obstacles. and um, Yeah, I mean, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I mean, you bring up yeah. an interesting point, but I mean, life is about change. Like, if, totally. if you're not constantly changing, right, then there's something not right. I mean, and no matter what, you're, you don't have, you're forced into it. It's like, yeah. from the day you're Absolutely. born, you're changing, right? Whether it's physically or emotionally or mentally or psychologically, I mean, we are just units of change, period. Um, Absolutely. We're dead. And the whole thing is, the more you decide to set a certain direction, the more obstacles you're going to have because you're aware of what's making it more difficult, right? Um, I would imagine, yeah. 
Yeah, like think of it this way. If you're just going to kind of wander around the forest without direction, it doesn't matter if a log's in your way because you'll just go the other way. But if you're kind of going from A to B, there's like a log down on the path. You're going to have to figure out how to navigate it. Agreed. You know, but the thing is, you got to know what B is, you know, or you have to at least have an idea of what B should be in your mind, you know, and, and often B changes a lot. So you which might think why, that you're going to B, right? Yeah. Well, which is why I asked, is there something that, you, is there a B in your life right now that you're trying to get to? Oh, oh, I mean, there's, there's tons of Bs. I mean, I don't know how deep you want to go, but so, so, so uh, I'm 45 years old. Yeah. Um, my background is as a, I guess we would call it like a kind of a technologist. So like I, I was like your very stereotypical like IT guy that came from like Wall Street Mm-hmm. Didn't like school that much, you know, but got a degree and whatever. And I ended up, I did really well for myself. I worked at some really big companies like Google and HP and Microsoft and whatever. And um, uh, a few years ago, and I'm going to make this as short as possible, but I um, uh, I got sick. And as a result of getting sick, I uh, accrued a condition called GBS, which is uh, a neurological condition that uh, strips the peripheral nerves of their insulating factors. So basically it, 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 uh, I don't want to say cripples you, but it paralyzes you. Uh, okay. So I had to go and relearn how to walk. I had to relearn how to, you know, stand up on my own two feet. I was in a wheelchair for six, seven months. Uh, you know, so when we talk, when you talk to me about A and B, you know, my A and B is probably a lot different than most people's A to B, you know, cause me, you know, even three years later, you know, me just trying to get to what I would consider was my, you know, old normal back. You know, I still strive for that. You know, it's something that I would have never imagined would happen, obviously. So, you know, a lot of my B has a lot to do with my physical condition, like, um, you know, running. I want to run again. And I want to do things like take a long walk on the beach and stuff like that. I could do it, but, I, you know, it's a struggle for me. So a lot of, a lot of my Bs are wrapped up in that kind of stuff. And the upside to that is that it's given me a very good perspective on everything else that I thought was important. Uh, I used to think money was very important. I used to think just quantities of having things or, you know, just things, shiny things and expensive things were were what's important. Um, And that has, that kind of dissipated for a while. So, you know, my bees have definitely changed. Uh, I guess that's the best way that I could answer that question. I'm sorry. I love that. Oh, don't apologize. I love that. And actually, what I was thinking when you said that, you have gone through an experience in which uh, you have a very clear understanding that nothing is certain, right? Things can happen that were completely unanticipated. I think all of us are kind of sitting in that boat right now. And that's what I'm saying is right now, though, it's kind of a global thing where so many people who have been operating under the illusion of being in control of everything are suddenly thrown into something where they do have to reevaluate everything. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And, I this agree is the work, and this is the work you had to do already. You know, I don't like giving myself credit and saying that I did the work. I'm still doing the work. And I think it's a life, yeah, it's it's a lifetime of work, right? But, but yeah, I mean, I think maybe I, I had captured a little bit of a different perspective. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it just is what it is, really. You know, I'm not, I'm not a perfect human being. I still have, you know, still, still a jerk. And, <laughs> not fully formed. Uh, you know, but... <laughs> yeah, if we um if there's anybody ever listening to this who is a fully formed perfect human, please get in touch and 
coach me. But yeah, I, I don't think that exists. Also, I think it would be really boring. But, I think I used to believe that I was close to perfect, you know, in some, some, some aspects. So that's, you know, that's something that definitely changed my mind, but oh, really? yeah, no, that's <laughs> great. I, well, I mean, I think at some point you get to, you know, like you, if there's enough people blowing smoke up your butt, then you start to believe it. <laughs> right. Um, I was attached to sales and, uh, you know, that you, you get a bit of an ego, you know, and then when your, your pockets get aligned, it, it just makes it worse. So I don't know, but, um, but I, I tend to think that there are people who, you know, think of themselves as a little bit better than some other people sometimes. So, I mean, whatever. The reason I'm always asking people, okay, what is it that you really want is, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this, is that going towards something and figuring out what you want is what makes it easier to do the things that you're not in the mood to do and that are difficult to do. Right? So. Makes sense. I find that sometimes people think they're like, oh, well, I should just get the next job and I should get a promotion. That's what I should want. Um, It's completely different than somebody who's really figured out what it is they want. And then that way, they're more driven to take the actions to train themselves not to procrastinate and train themselves to actually have the different habits. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with the sentiment 100%. And um, I I could add to that and just say that, I mean, so I I don't know, were you asking me a question or were you just talking? Because I don't want to interrupt your line of thought. I just wanted, I'd rather find out more about your life. I'm bored of my life. I, I (laughs) so I'm more interested in other people's Okay. to be honest. (laughs) <laughs> Ask me about my, go ahead. Ask away. Ask me. What, I, I wasn't even want. asking. You were yeah, just going to jump in with something. I'd like okay. to. Okay. So um, here's the, the, the first thing that just came to my mind is, is kind of interesting. So I've been, so I, I, I've been dating this girl. I mean, I guess we could call it dating for like maybe, mm, I don't know, three months. And I, I've, I, I, I have three children. I got divorced two years ago uh, throughout this struggle. It was like the cherry on top of the cake or whatever, the ice cream, but Um, it took me a while to kind of move forward from all that. And I decided about a year ago that I wanted to get back into the whole social dating game. And I, you know, I'm coming out of like a 18 year marriage, so I don't really know too much about what that's like. And it's very different. Um, (laughs) as maybe you know, or don't know, but, um, did you use the app or something like that? Because I love hearing about people are, I'm closer in age to you. I love hearing about people our age suddenly getting on the apps and figuring that out. Yeah, I mean, it was a, there's definitely a learning curve that I wasn't aware of. I I really didn't know how to approach it. Like I used all my know-how and what I thought, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I figured, you know, like the cool thing about the whole online thing is that you're exposed to like such a vast amount of people that you think like, oh, slam dunk, like I'm gonna get laid tonight. Like, no, like it's not <laughs> really like that at all. And that wasn't necessarily what I was looking for. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. yeah. Um, the way that it's presented is sort of like gives you this impression that there's this like vast amount of people that are so into you. And the fact of the matter is like, you're in a pool of billions of people. And, you know, as a, as a male, what I also didn't know, and I had a friend that I needed to remind me of this was like, I was like, I don't understand. You know, I've, I'm a nice guy. I've sent messages to all these girls. Like, I don't think I'm like reaching. I think like I'm being honest and whatever. He's like, do you realize how many messages that women get? You should, you should start a profile as a female, put it on a dating site and see what happens. He's like, 
don't be surprised that nobody wants to talk to you. It's not you. It's not your gross beard. It's not anything, you know, like it took me a while to kind of take this in and, and understand that the whole uh, moral fabric of the way and compass of the way that people date now is totally different. But anyway, that's, that's not really the point of the story. The point of this, my story or perspective is that I met this, this woman girl um, two months ago and I felt like I, and I'd been on a couple of dates, three, four, five, and they were okay. And I, I was, I, I realized something about myself that like, I have a lot to give. Like I have a lot of me and I have a lot of, I don't know what the right word is, but there's a lot of me to, to give to people that are willing to reciprocate. I'm an emotional person. You know, I told you that I've been through a lot. Um, so I have, you know, I have, a lot behind me and I take that into consideration. I'm, you know, I'm cognizant of people's feelings. I will tell you what I think. I, you know, I'm very upfront. Um, I think those are good qualities. And I think a lot of those qualities, women are not used to that. Maybe that scares them off a little bit or maybe whatever, but my, my experience in the whole dating thing, when I finally got over the hump of finding a few people to go out with, it was good. But I wasn't really that impressed with the people I was meeting. I would like, I liked some of the people like I'd be their friend, but I really wasn't really romantically, you know, interested. So I meet this girl and I fell really hard, really quick. I don't know what it was about her. You know, I think that, I, you know, I mean, and I know the one, sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent here because this is what you asked me, but um, I, I'm a big believer in attraction being that you are attracted to who you are attracted to. And that's it. Like you are attracted to somebody, if they're attracted to you, you're attracted. And if you're not, you're not, you know, there's really not a lot of leeway there. In any case, lucky me because she was into me, I guess. And, um, we went out on a couple dates and it was great. And she works for a big company that you know of that makes clothing. And, um, I realized that she is so ingrained in her career that she cannot see outside of that whatsoever. And it, it runs her life. Like her career disables her completely. Like when things are going bad, she's in logistics. She's like a C-level logistics person in this company. When things are going bad, like she's crippled. When things are going okay, she's okay. When things are good, she's good. But it's she's so driven by like everything external that's going on. So now fast forward to what's going on more recently. It's, it's, the observation that I'm making or I'm trying to make as far as perspective is that it's weird to watch because I cannot understand like why somebody would let themselves be so just manipulated by like your job that it, 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 you know, like, you know, she tells me I'm so stressed out, like I'm depressed, like, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, I'm right here. Like, I'm like, let's talk, let's talk about it. And like, you know, sometimes she doesn't want to talk to me. Um, to the point where she, you know, like obviously nobody's working now. So she got sent home and they closed the office and she decided, I mean, I live just outside New York City. She decided she's going to go to Florida to her mom's and like, they're not going to leave the house. And I'm like, okay, that's all good. But like, I don't know. That's kind of something that's been in my life recently that kind of sparked that answer. Like, yeah, I've got a question for you, though. I'm guessing she doesn't see it that way, right? No. 
at all. No. She sees it a little bit. She sees it like, like she cannot afford to lose her job because she lives in a beautiful, like luxurious apartment and a skyscraper and she has some debt and she probably feels like a lot of her self-esteem is maybe wrapped up in that job. Yeah. I, I have one qu- I have a question for you though. About this. You were married for 18 sure. years. I was. Uh, and now you've, you've started a new relationship and you have the mm-hmm. wisdom of an 18 year marriage. Mm, so maybe are you, <laughs> well, that, or maybe, maybe <laughs> not. I, my question is, what are you doing differently to make sure you don't repeat any mistakes? No, I don't know. I mean, I've made so many mistakes. I don't think I even could repeat them anymore. There's so many. Oh, I'm just going to repeat them anyway. But I, I mean, I don't know. I have, a, I have another weird kind of a position on that whole thing. I mean, I don't have a lot of friends that are divorced. So I'm like the one. Like, I'm that guy, you know. I'm that guy who's like the divorce guy. Um, which <laughs> most of my friends are just having kids now. I have an 18 year old, I have a 16 year old and I have a 13 year old. So am I going to make the same mistake that I've made? Probably. I mean, I'm just a person. Um, I think we make mistakes. I, I don't think the mistakes that I made though really contributed to like my marriage dissolving so much. I think if we're being honest okay. here i think that the reason you know for, for for the reason why my marriage dissolved really had less to do with like kind of falling in and out of love as opposed to like the fact that um my wife and i we were more like business partners than we were like lovers we were good partners we were really good we conquered a lot and she's a great she's a good person she's a great mom to my kids i will always love her for that i am you know i will always support her we can hang out for a little while but i cannot really spend a lot of time with her. And I think she feels the same way. And I'm not trying to correct that at this point. And now we kind of just are like, okay, well, you know, I mean, there's more, you know, I, I, you know, there's more to life. I have more of me that, you know, I, I don't want to sleep by myself anymore. And I'm sure she doesn't either. And, you know, I'd like to take some of the things that I learned, but I mean, I'm, I'm young. So, and so to answer your question, do I think I'm going to repeat the same mistakes? Probably, but I might come up with some new mistakes. Are there things so that you're conscious where you're going to say, Hey, you know what? I want to do this differently. No, you know, I tell you, it's funny, Stephanie. It's, you know, it's really weird. Like, so one thing that I'm trying to be really conscious about is not being needy okay. because I'm finding myself yeah. in this new relationship, like, like almost putting myself in a position where I feel like I'm very thirsty or I'm very like, I need attention. And, right. um, that I don't know how to deal with. I'm not good at that. Like, because I haven't had to, like, I haven't been in the dating game. Like, I don't know that you're not (laughs) supposed to like, you know, like be like all over somebody, like after, you know, you hung out with them or whatever. Like, I don't, I know it. Like I'd probably give my kids that advice, but like, so. I think that to be fair, I think rules are kind of bullshit, but feeling needy is that's a whole other thing. Right. Because different people, like some people literally meet, go on a date and practically move in and then they're really happy for a long time or whatever, right? Other people are very strict and are very, very, very slow. And so the generalizations I find aren't often that useful. Um, And I do think they're a bit of a danger with all the dating apps. When they do it a lot, it starts to feel like 
the buffet of people and commodities that you have all these rules? Yeah. For? So yeah. I'm the exact opposite. I'm the exact opposite. I never went in with a list. I never had a list. I never said that this is going to be totally different than it was. No, never. I, maybe that's a good idea. I didn't maybe I need a list, but <laughs> never, <gasps> never, never, never. I, I go with my gut feeling. And sometimes you have two people with lists and they're perfect for each other, right? Like so much of it is not about, oh, this person was boring or what unimpressive. It's just like, oh, you're collecting data. That's not what you're looking for. That's the way I see it. It's like, oh, great. Not for me. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and also I see it when people are doing that in dating. I always think it's a great thing if they go on a date and decide they don't want to date that person. I'm like, great. You got a better sense of what you're not looking for. Perfect. Move on Agreed. to Agreed. Right? Agreed. Much easier than Agreed. kind of getting Absolutely. stuck or... Ugh. I have a question though. When you were saying you were worried sure. about seeming too needy, and then you're saying that this woman is just completely wrapped up in her job 24-7, is that where it's kind of the, a bit of a... You're feeling that because she's so wrapped up in her job and you're like, uh, excuse me, want a little more attention? Over <clears throat> don't know. I have no idea. I don't know her that well. Like, I don't know if that's it. I, I suspect that, but I don't know for a fact. You know, and I, I don't feel like we're at the point where I can say, is, your, is this all about your job? Like, I don't feel like I'm emboldened enough to say something like that. I don't feel like that's the right thing. Because, I, I, you know, I would be offended. If you put me back 10 years, I'd probably be offended if somebody said that to me. So, well, it's also, know, I don't feel like that's appropriate. You, you can't change other people, right? So, and no. frankly, teaching her to, quote unquote, teaching her to not be as emotionally tied to her job that's not going to be you that's going to be her deciding that she doesn't want to be emotionally tied to her job right so a lot more of it is definitely are you okay with somebody who's emotionally tied with their job i think that's more going to be the question that's great that's great wow that's interesting you brought that up really and it's a double-edged sword too because the funny thing about it is that she's been telling me about that she she's looking she's got some other opportunities that she's floating, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, if you need help with your resume, cause I'm, I'm really good at that whole like resume, like presenting yourself, like having been in, you know, had a career so many years and kind of the same thing, like gotten good at writing resumes and going on interviews and that sort of stuff. So, um, she's like, well, you know, I'm looking at this other position and, you know, I'm, it might end up in like another state. And I'm like, Oh, Really? Like, I don't want you to move to another state. Like, no, don't. like, so it's weird. Like I have this, like, I have a kind of a, a strange. Do you think she was, do you think she was saying that like totally casually or do you think she wanted to get a read on what your reaction was? I don't know. What did you say? I don't know. <laughs> nothing. Well, I mean, nothing. I just don't really have a comment. I just think internally, you know, that like, I'm like, I really hope you don't do that. But, you know, I mean, ultimately, like I, the other half of me is like, I, you know, I, I want you to do what's best for you, obviously. So, you know, I, can I, uh, this, I is so not, yeah. this is so not a coaching <laughs> thing, but can I give you a tip? Okay. Please do. I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, wow, I want you to have the best career possible and do exactly what thrills you. But just so you know, I'm enjoying getting to know you. Like, you're not promising anything, but just letting her know that. I, I, I try to do that. Okay. You know, I do try to do that. I try to say, you know, I try to do subtle, subtle things like that. Yeah. Well, it's also, yeah. it's not even so subtle. Um, it's just being open about that. And uh, 
The other thing, though, is you said she's looking for new opportunities. Her current job is is making her so stressed all the time. Um, does she think, or or do you think that somehow she might be different in a different job? I couldn't tell you. I don't know her that well. You know, I mean, don't know. Because I just find sometimes um, people switch jobs because they think they want to feel differently, but the truth is. It's not about the job. It's about them and how they. Uh, Absolutely. It, right. So. Absolutely. I left. I left my favorite job ever. My favorite job ever to go work at Google, and it was. I don't want to say it was. I don't want to say it was a bad decision, but <laughs> I would say that. I I I don't regret going, but I I had some. Uh, some feelings about that, you know. Um, <laughs> I'll leave it there. Um, but, but, but I really missed where I had been. Many, many of those tech companies in San Francisco are like that. And that has been my, my more, the latter part of my career has kind of been working in tech in, in a lot of those companies that happen to be in San Francisco. And there's a, there's a definite like bias around the way those people tend to be, um, without insulting anybody, but I'm an East Coast New Yorker. It's also funny though, but at the same time, you've the way you've described yourself, like IT. I couldn't be making a whole bunch of generalizations about. Well, you're an IT guy, so you know. <laughs> and you say okay. you're having trouble dating. That's weird because IT people have such a great reputation for like you know dating, um, <laughs> right? So wait, wait, wait. I don't know. Wait, can you wait? You have to clarify that for me. What do you mean by that? Am I, am I miss, did I miss something? I might have been asleep for twenty years. So uh, yeah, IT. I didn't cash it. IT people maybe aren't generally known for being socially the biggest daters. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. So here, let me, let me just paint a little picture (laughs) for you. So just so we're clear, just so we're clear. So I was the IT guy, right? But I was the, I was the IT guy, not the guy that when you worked in corporate that you called because your mouse was broken. Cause I was that guy for like a minute and I didn't want to be that guy ever. I want to do something else. And I decided to go into something called sales engineering. So I became attached to a sales team and I was the engineer. You know, the thing is, and I had to kind of come out of a shell too, like when I became that sales-ish person, because my entire role was based around meeting people and talking to people. And Mm -hmm. I found that I actually liked talking to people. Like I thought I didn't like people before. And I still think (laughs) some of me doesn't like people, but I always enjoyed the meeting people. It changed me as a person, for sure. So I, I agree, but 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 I don't I th- I don't think I'm the IT stereotypical IT guy dating. Okay, if that's, You know, yeah. So, question: yeah. Why date? Like, what are you looking for long term there? Like, do you want another long term mm. or? Yeah, I don't want like I don't want a hit and run kind of a situation. I'm not good at that. I never have been. I I, I don't. I have never. Well, I say never, but I mean in my so in my. I guess the eight, if we put 18 years between before and now, um, uh, before the 18 years, I was never really like a, a one night stand kind of a guy. I, I don't think I am now. I don't think I have it. That it, it's just not in my DNA. I, okay, so you're looking I, for something that lasts I, a while. Yeah, I'm an emotionally attached person. Okay, great. You know, and I need somebody who has a brain. You know. Yeah. Oh, I, I do understand that. What else do you want? Uh, I don't know. I like to cuddle with people. I don't know. I don't know. I just want somebody who like, who I can share my world with really. 
Okay, but what do you like, what do you find interesting or compelling about other people that doesn't have to do with just uh, you? I, li- I like people who can change my mind and my worldview. I find that attractive because okay. I'm very stubborn and, ob- and obstinate. I mean, on this phone call, it doesn't sound so much like that, but... Oh, no, I can see it. Don't worry. Up. Oh, okay. Don't well, worry. then you're totally right because it. I am. <laughs> I'm a very obstinate person and I'm learning that, that it's a shitty quality to have. It's better not to be that way and to be open-minded. I like to say I'm open-minded, but it's bullshit. Like I'm totally not open-minded at all. So I like when somebody can change that about me or, or not completely change me, but change my perception about anything and open my mind to, to something. To me, being stubborn about something shows a lack of curiosity though, which shouldn't that go against some of the things you were saying you do value? Uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I didn't catch the front end of that. I find being stubborn can be a little bit Mm -hmm. of, um, the opposite of that is curiosity, approaching things with curiosity and an ease of learning. So from what you're saying, though, it seems like you also respect people who are learning and growing, right? Sure. I mean, I'd like to think that, you know, but I'm also very judgmental. So... What is what are you judging? I, I mean, I ju- I'm from New York. I, we judge people very quickly, very, very quickly, without thinking about it or learning about somebody. You know, and I found that that's a huge flaw in me uh, yeah. because you miss out on all the good things about people. You know that you, that you haven't given. You know, I mean, and again, a lot of this comes from this experience that I had of being in hospital for so many months and physical therapy and all this stuff. I mean, you know, you're forced to deal with people you wouldn't normally have to. Now you have to. And now you got to make the best of it. And then you end up learning something about somebody you didn't really like, you know, up front and you couldn't run away from. So um, it changes the way that, or changed for me, the way that I kind of look at people a little bit. So you weren't judgmental about people before that? No, I was. I was. But I think I became maybe less. You became less judgmental about people? A little bit less. A little bit. I mean... On the surface, I'm always going to judge you quick, but it's going to be easier to, to get my, my brain open. It's going to get, it's a little easier than it used to be for me to be accepting of the fact that you're different and there's some, there's more about you than, you know, what I'm seeing, you know, uh, you know, uh, my initial impression. Am I, I confusing uh, you? I'm sorry. No, you're not. You're not. I'm just, I'm having, I'm having fun. I just wish there was someone we could like judge together. Cause I'd love to hear your, your thoughts, but because I find um, yeah, I mean, the more when we're judging people, it's, it's so much a thing about ranking ourselves in comparison to them. What, tell me something mm-hmm. you're often judgmental about with someone. Okay. Uh, so, well, I think this goes for everybody. So this is a fair fair to say this is that we all are just so when when i'm driving and i see somebody like do some dumb thing when they're driving i'm very judgmental about that like i am very judgmental about how other people drive i know that i am not the perfect driver i'm a good driver there's no doubt about that but i'm very judgmental now the interesting thing about that that i also have okay i want to have fun with this so uh let's say somebody cut you off right and you judge them Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you just thinking, oh, interesting, that person is not a good driver? 
Yeah, he's a jerk. Right. Oh, look, okay, no, then you turned it into jerk, which is very different from just bad drivers. You're actually well, bad driver, sure. You're saying no, you're a bad driver, yes. But you're also you're saying a bad you're a driver. Jerk. You, you're a jerk too, yes, probably. Okay, and how uh, does that right. uh, how does that make you feel about the whole situation? Uh, it makes me feel superior, but also angry. So. Okay. Right. And then how does that impact um, you? Like, then you're in a bad mood, right? Oh, no, it's bad. It's bad. It makes me angry, then I react. Then I go and try to, like, get in front of that guy, which I know is the right, not the right thing to do. Um, and then you get responsive. Okay. So what if you found out that that person had just gotten the worst news of their life and mm-hmm. they were just trying to safely get home and that they cut you off and then they felt so guilty about it and bad and they were up there just crying, going, oh, my goodness, now I'm cutting people off and I'm the person that everybody hates <laughs> because I did that. How does that make you feel about the situation? Oh, I mean, no, I mean, you're, I, I, I see where you're going with this here. I'm going to just say this to you. I also have two children that are drivers and I've taught them how to drive. So I get the other side of that coin, too, because I've but, seen but like I'm, and it's I, not about that. I'm just but, saying there are about 10 different ways you could look at it. And you're just making this assumption right away. But more importantly, I don't even care about that as much specifically. I just, but here's the other thing. Is it worth, like, that person now has power in your life because they've impacted Mm. you. Like, you've literally just given them, they matter in your life more than you matter in theirs. You're right. One of the concepts I love is it's kind of like if your life was a movie, they just went from being an extra to an unnamed cast member. You know, like they know matter in your life story and you don't. So I think it's kind of like, think about that. If you hate someone at work so much and you're bitching about them all day, they're literally the star of your movie, right? I said to one Absolutely of my clients, right. I, re- I said to one of my clients recently, I'm allowed to tell this publicly, um, but I said to her, do you know that if you were suddenly to give a TED talk tomorrow, it would literally be about your nemesis at work because he is all you think about right now. You know, and they were mortified. This is a brilliant person who's doing amazing things, but that's all Mm -hmm. he was thinking about. So sometimes I find, so basically that person just took up a bunch of emotional space and impacted your mood. And that's going to impact the rest, like how you talk to other people in your day, which then they're going to probably think you're a bit more of a jerk because you might be a little grumpier or just a bit, nah, you know, people are jerks. Drivers are jerks. People don't want to befriend that. <clears throat> right. So I just want to let you know that every time you're being judgy like that, that person's having power over you because you're giving a shit. Can I, can, can I counter what you're saying though, real quick? Sure. I have a question oh, please for you. do. Yeah. So now what's now? Okay. So we have, we have extremes here, right? So we're talking about Jeremy's driving and someone cuts him off and he gets mad. And then that yep. person becomes part of my cast. And now you have other people in your life that make you angry. Yeah. Some people that are actually in your life. Yep. So what's the happy medium, according to Stephanie? I don't think because it's about a happy medium. I think it's about managing your emotions and managing your mind in a way that serves you the best. And that's training. Sometimes things are going to make you angry and it's not like you can just shut that off but it's about thinking about it and then it gets easier and easier to train yourself. But to me, you're responsible for all of for your thoughts and for your feelings. So if you're angry every single day and you're saying it's because of this person at work, 
I'm going to say, you know what, maybe they made you angry once, but the fact that you've been in a situation where you're angry at work every single day, that's on you. That's not somebody else. And that's no, I still you, remember right? people that I'm angry at from work. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I still, yeah. I, yeah. Hopefully you're over it, but, <laughs> but it's over it, over it. But, and yeah, so how did you get there? Because it. you, because I, I don't, I don't think that's just a, you don't wake up one day and no, that's you just don't. how it is. And I think, you, right. You absolutely do not. And I, and by the, I used to be in corporate and in hindsight, when I mm. look back at it now, I was being kind of the judgy asshole being like, well, these people are making a stupid decision here. And you know, like, Oh, the entitlement behind that in hindsight, not so great. So when I left that, long story short, I wound up getting in coaching. And, <laughs> and the learning with this, I have to do a lot of work myself. You're also myself. Canadian, though, too. You're also Canadian. Yes. Let's not forget that. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, don't worry. We've got judgy assholes here as well. I was one at times, so I, I know that. Basically, I have to work on this myself or else I'm, well, then I become the asshole who tells people what to do without doing the work. Because here's the thing, when you get judgy and angry, you're not as intelligent. They've literally done scientific studies, testing creativity and a whole bunch of those things that lead to good decision making. People are less intelligent when they're angry. So that's why these things really matter. Is it weird that sometimes I like to be judged, though? Um, No, because it becomes a habit and people like what's familiar, whether it's good or bad. And judging people makes us feel smug and superior, right? So a lot of people love that. It gives them a sense of control. Well, I like when people throw it back at me, though, too. You know, in jest, mostly. But I like when people throw it back at me. And jest is completely different than somebody honestly judging you in a harsh way. But we do get to manage our thoughts, which is, again, huge with what's going on in the world right now, right? Um, Oh, yeah. So can I ask you a question? Sure. I have a I have a lot of friends, and I, I I described this relationship that I'm in recently, and you know, obviously, just using both of those as, as examples, I end up being on the phone a lot with people, and I sort of feel the same way that you do about people letting their emotions run wild, and I I you know not 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 in a way that I want to judge them, but I feel like I feel bad for them. I feel like they're not able to like turn their faces away from what's going on and just be rational about things. So what, what kind of advice could I give or would you suggest that I could sort of relay back, you know, in my day to day, you know, interactions with people to kind of ease that. I mean, what I've been trying to do is just, you know, when someone's like, Hey, Jeremy, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm great. I'm good. Like everything's fine. Like I'm, I'm breathing. I woke up today. Sun's out went to the gym or I didn't go to the gym, whatever, but you know what I mean? So (laughs) the gym is a bad example, but yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. God, crazy. You you understand where I'm going with that? I I do. Um, I think be careful trying to just be like, I'm so fine. Denial. See, it's fine. I think acknowledging it is important. I also want to just put out there that you can't change how people feel. And every coach learns quickly. Don't coach your partner or your family or your friends unless they specifically ask for it, right? So a lot of it is just holding space for them and saying and being there, trying to make them see why they shouldn't panic doesn't work. It's like, has anybody ever yelled at you to calm down? And has that ever worked? In this of the universe, has it ever worked to yell at somebody to relax? Oh, listen, I was married for a long time. I know the, the one thing you don't say to your wife is calm down, ever. 
Like, no. You don't say that. You know, it doesn't work to anyone, don't do that. right? And it does, yeah. No, no. The other piece of that is that emotions are contagious. Okay. And the problem is okay. anxiety and fear are very strong emotions. So um, you kind of being like, oh, I'm in control of my emotions. I'm fine. I'm neutral is very different from you actually conveying that you are feeling like this, yes, this is a big deal, but it's okay. And like that calm certainty that it's going to be okay, right? Not blind optimism and bullshit and denial. I'm not into that, right? And it doesn't mean you have to be ill-informed, but it's kind of like getting the information you need to act on and then moving from there. Yeah, you know, and it's it's a difficult thing too, because now you have, so you have people who are still out there working and the people that are out there working are pretty much exposed to this constantly, right? And then- the people that are not are like home working. And now it's a very apparent that there's something huge going on because they've never been working at home. It's probably uprooted a lot of how they operate. So it's almost yeah. like even if they didn't watch the news, even if all that stuff didn't matter, like there's massive changes that have just occurred in massive. the snap of It's only been a week. I can't even imagine. Like we don't know what it'll be like next week. Right. Right. And that's the other part of it too, right? That whole great unknown. It's not like a hurricane where it's like, okay, it'll just, you know, it'll blow over in a couple of months. We'll rebuild everything and be fine. But yeah. Can I, I'm going to yeah. tell you one more thing though, that I really truly believe deep down. And when I say that, I'm going to lead by saying we get to choose what we believe because beliefs are, yeah. beliefs are different from facts. Okay. Like facts are what we know. And right now we don't know a lot of stuff. So the beliefs are the things we choose, right? Every time there's a lot of chaos and change, there's a whole lot of opportunity as well, right? Because all of the existing models are broken down. And I actually think this is something where as humans, we all have a common enemy. So it's not even some humans against other humans. At the end of the day, we are kind of on the same side. And right now, if you even look at it in Canada, at least this morning, we had the weirdest thing where our premier of our province was complimenting our prime minister and they hate each other. Clearly it's a new world order. People coming together internationally, the advances in science and the scientists working around the globe. Oh my goodness. I actually think the precedence for change and how we work together. Also all the government saying we don't have money for this. We don't have money for that. Suddenly we're, we are treating money differently. And it's not just mm. the, the shareholder, even like the Americans, some of the ones I don't love are acting that way. So I don't know what's going to happen, but things are changing. And yes, it's going to be difficult. There might be some things that are very sad. And I anticipate there's going to be, I'm going to be feeling a lot of grief. But at the same time, I hope I can also at the simultaneously keep looking for oh, the examples of what people are doing that's amazing and different that maybe when we come out the other side, we all get to be a bit better. Interesting. You know? Interesting so perspective, rather, but I think, I think it's a good one. I'd rather contribute to that, which is why I'm working really hard to help as many people as I can manage their minds through this. Interesting. And it's a good business opportunity as well. I mean, obviously, yeah, so, right? And for a lot of these companies as well. Oh, there, you know what? There are so many business opportunities, but think of it from a corporate point of view. There are so many companies out there that were actually created during chaotic times and 
and depressions sure. and all of that. So many new things came up, right? So yeah, it's a great business time. So I need to remind myself that I'm not independently wealthy and I need to do that as well as giving things for free to people during this time. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. And you know, here in America, you're also seeing what, what companies are, are really stepping up, right. And which ones are really, oh, really yeah. don't care. Right. There's it's some very, I'm very like, and, Yeah. Some of them are like, and you're on my boycott list now and you're on my boycott list, you know, like, Absolutely. And the ones who are, who are stepping up, people are talking about it. So it's going to mm-hmm. be, yeah. And imagine if Bloomberg had spent all of his money on like health related things, <laughs> right? It's like, it's imagine. Yeah. If he'd been buying Ventilator yeah, oh well. instead, right? So I don't know. I think yeah, there oh is, well. there is a thing. And also people are stuck at home and you know how you start early on in this call, you started to say, I figured out early on, it's not about having the shiny things and the money and all of that. Right. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are suddenly being in a position where they're having to evaluate that. So imagine if a whole lot of people have to go through the type of thinking that you went through. That can only be good for the world. Well, you can't go buy toilet paper, but you know, you have a, you know, you have a nice car. So, you know, you start weighing that, right? You're just like, well, hmm, you know, I, I kind of need to wipe my butt. Like, I don't really need that car outside right now, especially not now. So, but- Yeah. And just, they're like, well, I don't have toilet paper, but I'll figure it the fuck out and my family's safe. Right? Like they're figuring, yeah, after the panic and Costco's were overrun, but now people are home and they're thinking about it. It's just really interesting, which leads me, this is why I'm always asking them, now you know what doesn't matter as much. So now that you're starting to think about what matters, what do you really want? When I say, what's the B you're trying to get to? That to me is what matters. It's like, what you. do you want if it's the best you. of you that comes out? I want to know what matters to them and what they could do, what they would want if they were really allowed to want what matters to them. Right. And right. then, then no, things get exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I usually yeah. really get into with people. And that's why I even asked you with a girlfriend, like, what do you really want in a relationship? Right? That matters. That's a great question. That's a great and question. And then go get it. And if you feel like, well, she's not giving me this, I want you to always ask yourself, am I giving it to her? Mm. I'm so trying to give it to her. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, but when, um, same thing, if you meet a woman and you're like, well, she's really boring. Just ask yourself, was I particularly <laughs> And you know right. what? Maybe you of course two I was interested. <laughs> but maybe you two didn't I'm bring kidding, that I'm out. Kidding. Yeah, but maybe you two didn't bring that right. out to each other, right? So just... Right. Yeah. Think about it that way. So just think, what do you want? And also, what are you willing to give to get that? Do you think that's an okay question to ask somebody? Uh, I mean, what, not in this format, obviously. Which, but which in a part? More, to what to your really friends or to, you know. Yeah. No, what, no, what, just what do you want? The, what you, not, not even in a relationship, but oh, what totally. do you want? Like, what is it that you want? What yeah. matters to you? Yeah, yeah, I find more and more people are talking <laughs> about it, actually. It's becoming way more of a conversation point with people. So, and now it's becoming even like, I don't even know what's going to happen in a few months, but over the last few years, people have been talking about it way more. We'll see where we are a year from now. My goodness, it's going to be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Interesting. It's probably an understatement, but yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, take really good care of yourself though. And, um, 
I know you're like stubborn and you're like, well, my life is fine the way I like, whatever. I want you to say, uh, what if it was the best in the world from a relationship point of view, from a giving back, what can you contribute to the chaos in the world? Figure out what that looks Hmm. like. And then why don't you start going towards that? Yeah. Obstacles are going to come up, but if you really want it, you'll figure it out. Mm, That's a good attitude. I'm going to think about that. Okay. And have fun with it. I will try. I will. I will. I will. Okay. Well, you stay very, very safe. And I hope that all of this works as well as like things turn out the best possible for you and everybody that you get. Yeah, me too. This was a really cool conversation. I really enjoyed it. I really did. I really feel like you opened my mind. Bye. Yeah. Thanks, Stephanie. Bye-bye. So uh, that was something, right? There are a few things I wish I had asked about. The first one is not really a coaching thing. It's more a personal question because I'm curious. When he was talking about meeting his girlfriend, I don't know if you caught this, but he said, I met this woman, girl. What's with the self-correction of woman to girl for his girlfriend, who does sound entirely age-appropriate? So a little bit weird, but also... More importantly, when he was describing the situation with her, it was clearly his interpretation. And he even agreed that she would see it completely differently, but he wasn't asking her about her interpretation. And I wish I had helped him explore the situation with much more curiosity instead of his assumptions and his curiosity about her as well as about himself, right? And the other area I really wish I had pushed harder was um, on what he wants. And maybe pushed is the wrong word, but it's more about exploring possibilities of different directions he could go with his life, right? Because it sounds like he's got the resources and time to do so many different things. There was a sense I got from him of um, being settled into the way he's decided things are. And there's almost his stubbornness was holding on to this. I I did enjoy the conversation though. Nice guy. I think he enjoyed it too. And I just hope that he thinks of me the next time that he gets road rage and that he doesn't let it affect his whole day. So um, how do you think you would react to being coached by a stranger on a podcast? I do understand that it's not for everyone, but if you can handle it, just go to casuallycoachingstrangers.com and there's a link there and you can book your own session. On other breaking news, I have a special announcement today. This is for the people who are not thrilled with their career situation at the moment and need to get into action about that. I can help. I'm launching a one-week career mindset reset program, and it's going to help you get your head in the right space because a lot of people approach this sort of thing with complete and utter dread, right? And people put it off because they're too busy, and then suddenly they find themselves in an even worse situation where they loathe their job or... It's just, it's not the best thing to put off. You know that. So whether you're looking for a new job or you want to switch industries or you have no idea what's next because everything is different than it was a few months ago and you do know it needs to change though, this can help you get started the right way. You'll come out of it with ideas, a plan, the motivation and tools to keep going. You can find all of the information on this at kickstartology.com. The link is in the show notes. And you can also find out about my private coaching, ADHD coaching, and the online group coaching for women. We have a really amazing group of women. And that's it for me today. Take great care of yourself and talk soon. Bye. We're gathered here today.